You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Luke 13, 23 through 14, 35. Just 48 verses today. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you'll begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place... There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some who are last will be first, and some are first who will be last. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here. For Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing? Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. One Sabbath, when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully, and behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you're invited by someone to a wedding feast, don't sit in the place of honor, lest someone who's more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. And then you'll begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you'll be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, 
the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those who reclined at table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything's now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you command has been done, and there's still room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste my banquet. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other's yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if, it has, if salt has lost its taste, how then shall its saltiness be restored? It's of no use either for the soil or for the manure pile. It's thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. continue today with more warnings, but these ones are slightly different in that they're warnings of invitation. Jesus understands what's going to happen. He knows that he's going to be rejected, but he is lamenting over it. There's a, there's a mysterious thing that happens where we have a God who knows everything and is sovereign over all of it, and yet simultaneously he mourns over the things that are, that, that are sad. He mourns over people rejecting him, even though he knows full well that they're rejecting him. And, and so the Lord, Jesus here is saying, he, he's making it clear that you guys are rejecting me. And, and you tell Herod that fox that I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep teaching until I get to Jerusalem and, and that's where I'm going to die. I still have stuff to do and nobody is going to swerve me away from that path. But simultaneously, he mourns over the fact that Jerusalem is rejecting him and that he will be rejected by Jerusalem. He knows that his purpose is to come and to die in order to bring salvation to the world, to conquer the enemy of sin and death and, and, and Satan. 
simultaneously, he mourns over the fact that people are rejecting him. And so we see that in, in some of the parables that he tells as he, as he tells people to, to humble themselves, not to exalt themselves, and, and tells this parable of, of those who, uh, the, the man who had this great feast and, and invited people and they all made, made excuses as to why they couldn't come. So Jesus is at this banquet and he says, you know, he gives the, the parable of the wedding feast that these people, uh, as, as you come to a wedding feast, don't sit in the, in the seat of honor, sit, sit in the, the humble seat so that you'll be honored by the, the host of the feast. Don't, don't exalt yourself, let somebody else exalt you. And then as he gives that example, he then moves on and says, when you give a feast, don't invite just people that you know and love. Invite everybody, invite people who can't pay you back. This more reflects the heart of God. And he's moving toward a, a Gentile inclusion. Remember, Luke is, is always focused in on Jesus' inclusion of the Gentiles. So he's saying, when, when the Father gives the feast, he's not just inviting those that you would expect him to invite. He's inviting lots of people that you wouldn't expect him to invite. People who can't repay him. People that, that you look it down on. And then one guy at the table says, blessed is everybody who, who gets to eat bread in the kingdom of God. And Jesus is, doesn't deny that, but he also he moves on and says, yeah, well, not everybody who thinks that they're going to eat bread in the kingdom of God is going to eat bread in the kingdom of God. And, and he gives that parable of, uh, of the people who are invited to the banquet who make up those lame excuses to not come to the banquet. Again, that, that illustration of the... Those Jews who are going to reject Jesus and continue to reject Jesus, that they will be excluded from the kingdom of God. Meanwhile, outsiders, Gentiles, will be people coming from the north and south and east and west will be reclining at table with Abraham. And yet, many who think that they're going to will be excluded from that because they've rejected the Messiah. And so... That's the, the main theme for today. Jesus, as he's going closer and closer to Jerusalem, as his time is getting closer and closer, he's giving warnings, but he's also showing that the kingdom of God is opening up. And so his desire in these warnings is not to, I got you. It's not an I got you kind of a warning. It's a please come to me kind of a warning, like a genuine warning. I want you to come to me. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he's like? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers. We'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.